Hello and welcome to the Van Foodster Podcast. I am your host, Richard Wallach, covering the food scene in and around the Vancouver area, across Canada and beyond. This is episode 125 of the Van Foodster Podcast, and this is a special edition on Tofino. I feature Hotel Z and their Roar Restaurant and Cafe. I feature Sobo Restaurant and chef owner Lisa Ahir. I feature Jeju Restaurant as well as Chef Dylan. I feature Shelter Restaurant. I feature the Point Restaurant and the Wiccanish Inn. I feature Bravocado's Vegan Restaurant, and I feature Tokidoki and Tofino Brewing. I talk about West Artisan Patisserie, Driftwood Cafe, and Savory Island Pie Company. I feature Swell Tofino and their bike rentals, as well as Pettinger Point, Cox Bay, and the bike path through town. I feature some upcoming events in Tofino over in June. And I feature BC Ferries and Getting Yourself to Tofino. Lastly, I feature an interview with Chef Jeff Kienelside of Roar Restaurant at Hotel Z. Follow me on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at Van Foodster, as well as visit VancouverFoodster.com. For everything food in Vancouver and beyond, and we are going beyond this week, and we are going to Tofino. Tofino is a beautiful town on the west coast of Vancouver Island. If you are not familiar with it, if you are listening, if you are a uh, a, a tourist coming to the uh, west coast of British Columbia, Tofino is a beautiful town on the west side of Vancouver Island, and I will talk about how you actually get there. Uh, if you're coming from Vancouver, if you're coming from points from other areas of uh, the world. I'll talk about that uh, as we get towards the end of the episode. But uh, today I do want to talk about uh, my experience uh, a couple weeks ago in Tofino. It was my uh, uh, the first time I had, it was not my first time, but my first time four years ago, I explored a lot of the new, uh, a lot of the restaurant and, and food culture in the town. And uh, now it's sort of like post-pandemic and I headed on back to Tofino. And this time around, I experienced uh, places that I hadn't been to before, uh, mostly a lot of new restaurants and, and places that have opened up since, I guess, over the past four years. But I uh, also experienced one restaurant for the second time around, and I will talk about that coming up shortly. And I also talk about a, a uh, interview I did with uh, head chef uh, Jeff at Roar Restaurant at the Hotel Z. So first of all, let me tell you about Hotel Z. So it was a uh, it's a fairly new a fairly new hotel. It opened up during the pandemic. I believe it was about a year and a half, two years ago now, uh, right in Tofino, but it's on the outskirts. So most of the hotel resorts in Tofino are not actually downtown Tofino. Uh, they are about uh, four kilometers or so outside of town. Uh, it's a very easy ride in. You know, you're like less than five minutes, you're downtown Tofino. But uh, I stayed at Hotel Zad, pretty funky hotel, kind of a fun spot. Uh, they actually have a few hotels in their chain. Uh, this is their third one, I believe. They also have a hotel in uh, Victoria as well as Kelowna. This is my first time to a Hotel Zed property, and we had a lot of fun there. Uh, first of all, the bedrooms, they've got all sorts of different kinds of rooms, of course. My friend Jason was traveling with me, so we had a couple of uh, our, our own beds in the room. Um, each room has a kitchen, sort of kitchenette. It's not really a full kitchenette, but it's got a little fridge. It's got a toaster oven, got some utensils, plating, that kind of thing. 
Um, it also has this coffee, uh, coffee French press. So um, a little bit about the coffee is when you check into the hotel, they ask you, do you love coffee? And of course, I would think most people love coffee. Probably not everybody loves coffee. But if you are a coffee drinker and you were staying at Hotel Z, you say, yes, I love my coffee. And then they say, do you take milk with it or do you like it plain? So you get an idea they sort of from you and then uh, they grind you up these fresh coffee beans and they hand you this bag. You go to your room and when you're making coffee the next morning with the French press in the room, afterwards, after you check out, you just leave the coffee, ground, coffee uh, grounds there and they compost it on site. So this is just a great sustainable way of making coffee and enjoying your coffee in the hotel uh, the hotel has a lot of different features going on for it. There's a covered hot tub outside in the back of the hotel. Hot tub and sauna is built outside. So you can have like, if you're heading that way and it is kind of cool, you obviously want to put a bathrobe on. But summertime, you don't have to worry. There's also a little cool walkway behind the hotel. Most people are not aware of it. But uh, if you want to just go for a little walk, there's these mud flats out there. Don't actually step in the mud or you're going to sink. But it's a beautiful, beautiful um, scenery, scenic area when you're uh, heading out back. Uh, they have a ping pong table on site. They've got shuffleboard. They've got all sorts of th games going, kind of going outside and inside. There's a bike path through the hotel. Like, yes, you can ride your bike right through the lobby of the hotel, right outside. Kind of a neat feature there. Um, I'll talk about Swell Tofino in a, in a little bit. Uh, that's a, where they have actually rentals for bicycles and surfboards, that kind of thing. Uh, there's a disco room. Pretty wild. Not sure why, but I mean, I think it just adds to the fun of why there is a disco room in the hotel. And you can just go take a selfie inside there and post it on Instagram. It's fun. And then uh, there is a cafe, a full-on restaurant. There's a living room area in the middle, sort of like a sunken living room, but that's more for their, uh, it's the bar and it's for happy hour most of the time. But in the morning, you can you just head on over there and have a seat, enjoy that as well. There's lots of board games, so you can play your favorite board game there, or listen to music on weekends in the afternoon. They've really thought this through, and I think it's designed for the, for the traveler that wants to have fun. You're going to, you're going to Tofino. You're a surfer, probably, maybe not a surfer, probably, but maybe you are a surfer. If you like, if you do like to surf, this is a great spot to stay. Um, if you're not a surfer, of course, there's so many other things you can do with this hotel. And first of all, it's a great place to enjoy, unwind, eat some delicious food, which I will talk about in a minute, and um, and head on into Tofino. So uh, let me talk about Roar Tofino. It is a beautiful restaurant inside to the Hotel Zed. Uh, which we really got to experience recently. And um, it's all about kind of like local ingredients, as much as possible, local Vancouver Island ingredients um, in their cooking, kind of a fun spot, a great spot to go and share something, which I'll talk about in a second. Uh, they've got full-on cocktails, bar, wines, beer, everything, you, everything you'd want. They also have some zero-proof cocktails, and they can make some of their cocktails zero proof. So for people who do not want alcohol, you're driving, that kind of thing, this is your spot to go uh, for some uh, zero proof cocktails. So um, on the eating side of things, first of all, everybody, I guess you probably know, I don't really love oysters. I just kind of talked about this before. I'm not an oyster fan. However, if they are done like these oysters were, I can tell you I love these oysters. So a uh, very interesting way of doing it. First of all, this roar is about fire cooking so it's like how they cook over the fire not many restaurants in bc do this i think i'm only aware of uh this is like the third restaurant that i know of that does this fire cooking 
I will talk about this more up in the interview that I have with Chef Jeff coming up towards the end of the episode, and he talks about fire cooking. Um, it's quite a, a, a way, quite an interesting way of how they do it. We sat at the chef's table, so we got to watch this. So these oysters, they're called Flambado Grilled Beach Oysters. They're like a larger oyster. Um, the way they make it is they put these oysters kind of like in the sh in the shell, of course, and then it goes over this fire, and then they pour duck fat over drizzled over top, and then and it because of the fire it flambes it, so you get this really cool uh, flame. I guess you could say you could film it, that kind of thing. That's kind of fun. And um, then it's actually served on a bed of braising greens with caramelized onions and pork belly. This was delicious. Absolutely loved it. So my oyster. You know, phase of not liking oysters, I guess, is over. But it it was amazing. Really, really loved it. So if you don't like oysters, and if you do like oysters, this is what you should start off when you are heading on to this restaurant. And if you're going with someone, you can just share. It's a great way of doing it. So uh, they've got these sharing platters. Uh, this is a great idea also for sharing it two or two to four people, depending on how you do it. If you're just doing, you can do a few other entrees, and that you could just maybe do it with four people. But if you're just going to be uh, two of you, you could just do, enjoy that. But uh, they have different ones. And we went the vegetarian route on that one because I was trying other things. So we had the fire roasted tahini and spiced cauliflower platter. First of all, gigantic head of cauliflower. It takes the center of this uh, platter. And it's, it's tahini rubbed and it's roasted. It's absolutely delicious. Comes with this green salad. It came with veg, roasted vegetables. It came with um, baba ganoush, which was absolutely delicious, and some flatbread. So just a great sharing platter. You can really enjoy that. The other, the other sharing platters they have is a rockfish. So it's a whole rockfish. Same idea of plating. They've also got this 34-ounce, I believe it was, a T-bone steak that you can have on there. And uh, they'll be doing other things as well. Uh, we also had the Spanish salmon. That was really good. I really enjoyed that with a saffron basmati, uh, braised Swiss chard, kale, fennel, pea puree, and a cedar juniper glaze that was really interesting so it was it was great trying all these different dishes there and uh and of course that sharing platter was absolutely huge so you couldn't eat too much more because that really filled us up and then we had uh, for dessert we just had one this time around because i usually do more but did not do that this time went for the cheesecake flight and it was featuring three different kinds of cheesecake a funfetti a strawberry and a chocolate so that was really fun great restaurant um, they also have a cafe there where you can get coffees in the morning and baked goods. Everything is baked in-house. So um, I really like that, that everything is done in-house. So that's a great spot to go. And then um, other restaurants. So this is the restaurant that I went back to that I have visited four years ago. And why I went back was Sobo Restaurant. First of all, I've known Chef uh, owner Lisa Ahir for a long time now. I, I've known her since she had her first cookbook out and they had launched that in Vancouver years ago. And her second cookbook is just coming out like tomorrow, actually tomorrow. And I'll talk about that in a minute. But uh, so Lisa is chef owner and their rest, her restaurant is celebrating 20 years this year. So 20th anniversary. It's also the last summer for Sobo restaurant. There's big changes coming to Sobo, a big changes coming to Sobo, big changes coming to Tofino, because Tofino, you know, if people know that, um, not much changes there. You get a few new restaurants here and there, but uh, a restaurant that's lasted 20 years is a long time, and it's time to move on for Chef Lisa. She sold her restaurant, so it is still open until September, <clears throat> but come fall, there's a uh, new restaurant going to be taking its place, and uh, so you, if you love Sobo, Sobo Restaurant, you've been there in the past, you got to go now. <clears throat> you've got to go now, but you've also got to be able to be able to secure yourself a accommodation reservation. So that's going to be tricky this summer because um, 
It's a popular destination and they expect to be fully booked this summer. So if you want to go there, you want to go soon and you want to get to Sobo. So as I mentioned, Lisa is launching her second cookbook, Sobo, um, published by Appetite by Random House. It comes out in bookstores tomorrow. So on uh, May 8th, I guess it's May 8th, is the launch of her book. Her cookbooks will be uh, available across Canada, across the United States. You can get them in bookstores everywhere. You can get them online everywhere. And she is actually doing a book launch, a cookbook launch in Vancouver uh, next Monday, May 15th. And if you do want to attend that, you can get tickets uh, you can just look at the Sobo Restaurant's uh, Instagram, their website. They've got information up there about that. And uh, you can see Chef Lisa in Vancouver. They'll be doing samples of her of uh, dishes from her book. And she will be talking and signing copies of her new cookbook. So uh, as I mentioned, my last visit was four years ago. And one of the dishes that I had last time was a smoked salmon chowder, which was absolutely delicious. And it is one of her number one dishes, most popular dishes on the menu since day one. It's actually a recipe is featured in her first cookbook. And uh, she now is selling her her salmon chowder uh, throughout BC. So it's actually available at Mitch's Catch in West Vancouver. It's available in, uh, in stores all over Vancouver area right now. And very soon will be available in stores across BC and across Canada. So um, this is what is happening here. Chef Lisa is closing down, leaving the restaurant side of things and pursuing her having her chowder and, and other dishes available for people to um, try and buy and across the country, which is great to hear. And uh, then we tried some other dishes. Now, because they are closing this later this summer, uh, they said they were featuring uh, favorite dishes that we've had on our menu since day one. So um, you might want to check ahead before you actually head on over there to see what the current menu is because if you, let's say you were there 10 years ago and you had a favorite, you never know that favorite might be on the menu when you go now. So uh, we had the polenta fries with Caesar dip. It was very tasty. We had the smoked salmon chowder, as I mentioned, it was really good. And then we had a Thai chicken, soy marinated chicken Thai's dish, which came with organic greens, carrot, cabbage slaw, and peanut sauce. And um, that was a dish I'd never had before, and that apparently was a, a popular favorite dish over the years. Uh, we also fin we had their cornbread, which was that's also been on the menu since day one. You guys don't think they could ever take it off. It was very, very tasty. And then uh, for dessert, we had their key lime pie. I've never been a fan of key lime. However, uh, this was really good. I really enjoyed it. Um, just uh, definitely would want a piece of that if I had it on back on there. And uh, shared that with Jason, but we really liked it. It was really good. And um, we're hoping that maybe that recipe it will appear in one of her cookbooks. So watch for that. So as I mentioned, last summer for Sobo Restaurant in Tofino, head on over there and watch for her cookbook come out this week. So another another spot we went to, and this is a new restaurant for me. Uh, they had opened up a boat, uh, I think it was uh, like a year ago or so, something like that. Uh, it's called Jeju Restaurant. It's a Korean restaurant. It's the only Korean restaurant in Tofino. It's a, a family-run restaurant by um, Chef Dylan. So you find Chef Dylan and his mother in the kitchen cooking. You find this, I believe it's his sister out front who's running front of house. The father is out there. He's doing everything. And you've got a couple other servers. But really, it, the experience is incredible because it's family-run. And they're, the family is passionate about what they do. Uh, just We had a wonderful time talking to Chef Dylan after dinner and uh, learning a bit more about what they do there. Uh, but it is Korean. The thing is, it's not Korean like you think it might be Korean. If you go to a Korean restaurant in Vancouver and you're sitting down with a corn thing around. No, it's not like that. Um, it is a beautiful restaurant. And I want to say it's going to be like you take West Coast ingredients 
and you go with a flavor of Korea because it's like it's Dylan said it's like what he grew up on when he was in Korea, but of course with a twist. So it's his twist, and it's making it you know just like more of a fine dining experience, not fine dining exactly, but more of a fine dining experience, and uh, just really interesting dishes. So uh, everything was really good that we tried, but of course there were some standouts. So. The mandu uh, steamed pork dumplings were really good. I liked it was steamed. You can usually find those in Vancouver restaurants that are fried, but here it's steamed, so that was very tasty. The eggplant dish was really interesting, really good, and had like a, a smoked gogojiguru, and it was like just, it was done really interestingly. It was very good. The corn, um, they were like little mini pancakes, but done really well. Great flavors there. Um, but I think that's my two stars of this night was the bulgogi. So the bulgogi is very different than I've ever had it done before. It was kind of served with like a sliced ribeye in a rice dish with kimchi, a Parmesan Reggiano, and then it has these seaweed crackers. And then you would put the uh, bulgogi truffle mixture on the seaweed cracker and eat it like that. Really interesting, really different, and I loved it. And then my, my favorite dish of the night, of course, you always have to have a favorite, is the galbi. So first of all, you got to go with someone else because there is no way you can eat the galbi by yourself it's not it's not going to work it's, it's way too much meat but there were three of us so jody and myself and jason and we had the gul the galbi and it's a korean dish uh barbecue cab uh, short ribs uh, aged for 35 days it was served with a arugula salad that had a uh, like a, a spicy um korean sauce on it and then it had this lettuce on the side pickled radish it kind of like a little bunch of different bowls, kimchi and all that kind of stuff. And then you take the lettuce and then you can make like your own lettuce wraps with the uh, beef, the short rib, and um, you can add some kimchi to it if you want. You can you can do it any which way you want. So we were having, having fun of, of try, trying it different ways and then you pop it in your mouth. It was just phenomenal, phenomenal dish. So you see a price tag, it's a little bit higher. You realize that you're sharing with maybe two or maybe three. I mean, I would say you could even share this dish with four people and I think you're good. And uh, it was just absolutely incredible. Odd thing is, and there's always an odd thing is, they have no dessert on the menu. I was really surprised because everybody knows I like to have some dessert with my meal. So there was no dessert. I did talk to Chef Dylan about that after. And I think after my conversation, he is probably thinking now, Maybe I should add dessert to the menu. Uh, it is a very popular place. You need an advanced reservation if you are going to this restaurant, especially this summer. If you are going in July, you book your reservation right now. It's only open for dinner, and it's not open every night. There's some a few nights that they're not open, so you really got to. If you want to go there, you got to make that reservation in advance to go there. And I please go. And I just think like support these people because. A Korean restaurant in Tofino, like the family moved there. Like they moved there from Vancouver, going, we're we're gonna we're gonna move, and they moved there. And it's just like, and it was a funny way in how he explained on how they got there. They just went over there one day to take a look, and like we fell in love with this place, and we found a spot, and like this happened to be a restaurant was for sale, and they bought the restaurant and said, well, you know what, we're gonna move here, and we're gonna open up our own Korean restaurant, and that is what they did. So definitely want to check out uh, Chef Dylan's restaurant at Jeju it's in the heart of downtown Tofino and then because we could not get dessert we went to a new restaurant but it's actually not a new restaurant so shelter restaurant has been in the community for over 30 years uh they suffered a fire back about five or six months ago uh, which devastated uh residents in Tofino because they loved shelter restaurant it just so happened they were fortunate that a restaurant had previously closed and I guess it was for sale, and they just happened to see it, and they I guess they knew about it. 
and they were able to take it over and they had reopened the weekend I was in Tofino, which was a great surprise and, and fun, fun knowing that. So we went for dessert to shelter restaurant. And, um, you know, it's just one of these funny things where you walk in and like, I think, okay, I mean, I know everybody in Vancouver. I don't know everybody in Vancouver, but I know a lot of people in Vancouver. And I walk in and I run into people that I know from other places that were in, that were in Tofino. So that was just kind of a fun, 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 fun happening there. And I was walked into the shelter restaurant and I'm, and I remember, you know, uh, Chef Maddie, he is one of the owners there. And I had interviewed him four years ago at his other restaurant at Shed and they still have Shed by the way. Uh, so I ran into him there as well. So we just had a couple desserts there. We shared the fruit, cum, fruit crumble and the salted caramel pot de creme, which was great. And we had some drinks as well. They do the same thing full on. Um, they've got zero proof drinks. And it's all about surf culture. So I want to say that people who live into, you know, most people are probably into surfing because that's what it's about, surf culture. They've decorated the restaurant with surfboards and all that kind of stuff all over the place. So you get that idea. Of course, locals love it. But you know what? You're a tourist coming to Dofino. You got to go check out a shelter restaurant. They've got a full-on menu. So go for you can go for lunch. You can go for dinner. And then if you just want to go for dessert, you can do that. And you can do that late at night as well. So you'll find them on Campbell Street, 634 Campbell Street in downtown Tofino. Uh, and a, a restaurant that I had never been to before that I've always wanted to dine at, dine at was the Point Restaurant at the Wiccanish Inn. I've actually reviewed the cookbook a bunch of years ago. And I talked about that. But I had never – I've actually been to the Wiccanish Inn before. I've just sort of like walked through the lobby. But I'd never eaten there before. So this is my first time to finally be able to eat there and had brunch at the Point Restaurant. First of all, what an incredible view this is. They are so fortunate just being located where they are. Gorgeous view outside into the to the water, to the ocean. And if you're going during storm season. And it just happened that the weather was stormy the weekend we were there. So we got a, kind of a little taste of what storm season is like in Tofino, usually in the wintertime. But of course, it wasn't winter. But uh, you get to see that. And you get to, if you want to walk outside afterwards, you can do that. I got a tour of uh, the Wiccanish Inn. So I also got to see the rooms, which are absolutely beautiful. And I wish I could have stayed there. Um, but you should definitely stay there if you're going to Tofino as well. If you want more of an elegant experience, of more of a fine diet, fine, fine, not dining, but fine living experience while you're on this trip, head over to the Wiccanish Inn for sure. Book a, book a room there. Uh, they have uh, recently opened a, a new wine room, a wine um, wine cellar wine room. And so I got a chance to tour that. And they have about, I think, 800 wines in their collection uh, currently from all over BC and around the world. I have a beautiful art collection throughout the hotel as well and the guest rooms. And you just got to go check out, see if you can get into the wine wine cellar. They're about to offer wine tastings there very soon. And you can really enjoy the experience of being in the wine cellar and then also picking out your favorite bottle that you want to enjoy, perhaps with brunch or dinner. So uh, just for to let you know what we did for, for brunch, um, I had the English pea and duck risotto with duck confit, puff rice, and uh, alban on cheese. It was very, very tasty. Jason had the smoked salmon and cream cheese, eggs benedict on a homemade... English muffin with hollandaise and rosy potato. And we had a, a couple orange juices to kind of go along with that. So great uh, brunch. But uh, if you're heading on over there, you should try dinner because the dinner menu looks spectacular. And what an incredible view it is at, from the Wiccanish Inn. And then we, of course, walked out back and got to walk along the beach and uh, really, really enjoy the experience of uh, being at the Wiccanish Inn. Bravocados is a vegan restaurant. It's the only vegan restaurant in uh, Tofino. 
Uh, they opened up about a year ago or so, and it's everything vegan. But you don't have to be vegan, of course, to go there. Uh, we're not vegan, but we really enjoyed it. Uh, but it is the only one there, and you've got owner David, and you can have a great conversation with him about his menu and what's going on in Tofino and the vegan dishes and that kind of thing. And they also have a cookbook. They've got their own Bravocados cookbook, which you can definitely pick up while you're there. Uh, Jason had a golden chai latte. Why? Well, I had an iced coffee to start off. Um, as everybody knows, I don't like eggs. So the Florentine Eggs Benedict was amazing for me. I really, really enjoyed it. It's actually made with tofu instead of egg, and it's brined in a special brine. And um, and it's done. It's uh, cooked up, and it's kind of like your, you know, how you would have an eggs Benedict. But here, I got to really enjoy it. it came with with uh, Florentine, it's with spinach, and it was very, very tasty. Uh, we also had the mushroom calamari. Now, it's not calamari. So just so you know, it's not calamari because it is vegan, of course. But it was so good. It's probably one of the most popular dishes on the menu. It's addictive. It's great for sharing. And it's made with local kelp brined fried oyster mushrooms and banana peppers tossed with a dill pickle spice. Really interesting, really different, but really good. And we had a great time sharing that. We also tried one of their muffins, their blueberry muffins, of course, vegan as well. So uh, great, great spot to go. We went there for breakfast, but they're open for lunch. So breakfast and lunch pretty much every day. I think there's like one day they're closed or two days they're closed, but pretty much every day. And that is your spot for vegan food, of course, in Tofino. And if you are in Tofino and you're, you are vegan, you're going for dinner, many of the restaurants have vegan offerings now. So you're pretty well set for most of the places that you're going to for dinner. And then there's Tokidoki and Tofino Brewing. So Tokidoki is a uh, an Airstream. It's a trailer, Airstream tra trailer. And it is located uh, adjacent to the Tofino Brewing Company. So uh, Maddie and uh, Kai owners, their husband and wife team, and they have quite a loyal following as we discovered. But they're cooking up Japanese street food and it goes perfectly with the beer from that brewery. So you can sit inside is what we did. Jason had himself a big pale ale uh, beer to go along with the food. And uh, we were out to enjoy our dinner there. We started off with a miso soup. Then we had these sazoon uh, skewers made of crab and chicken. It was really tasty with their house-made chili sauce. We shared the spicy seafood oko, which is actually uh, it's a seafood pancake, like a.k.a. Okonomoyaki. You can find that in other restaurants around. Uh, Jason had the pork katsu rice bowl. I had the eggplant and tofu rice bowl. Also a couple of drinks, the matcha strawberry lemonade and a strawberry lemonade. So great spot. If you want to enjoy some beer at Tofino Brewing Company, you can go do that and then enjoy some lunch and an early dinner with Tokidoki over there as well. West Artisan Patisserie is a patisserie, of course. It is uh, specializing in cakes, in pastries, in baked goods like croissants and other baked goods. They also make these chocolate candy bars. I really enjoyed the peanut butter and jelly chocolate candy bar, but they're doing full-on cakes as well. Now, they have recently relocated. They are located inside the Sobo restaurant. They're sharing their, their kitchen with them, and you can uh, pick that up when you over you head over there in the daytime, or you can. they have another spot in the downtown area which you can go there and pick up some uh, pastries as well. We had a chance. I had a chance to visit Driftwood Cafe. It's located at the Wiccanish Inn and just had a... A quick coffee, well, not quick. I enjoyed a cappuccino with my friend Zane. Zane Kaplinski lives in Tofino, and he is the king of mustard. Everybody will know him. He's out of Toronto. He has a mustard company, and his mustard available coast to coast. So we had a nice catch-up over there and enjoyed a cappuccino with a great view, of course, the Wiccanish Inn. Another spot that uh, Jason and I got to was the Savory Island 
Pie Company. This is actually their second location. Uh, they have a location in West Vancouver, BC, and this is their second location over in Tofino. We just had a slice of their lemon, um, lemon, their lemon buttermilk and berry pie. So we had a taste of that. I enjoy some coffees to go along with that. Uh, Swell Tofino. So Swell Tofino is a bike rental and surfboard uh, company, rental company, and they are located in uh, Z Hotel Z. So we had a chance to get a couple beach cruisers, and we were out biking on these wet day on this wet day it was very wet we got kind of soaking wet twice in the day but one one part of the day we got out we biked out to cox bay and enjoyed the beautiful beach view out of cox bay and then another point later in the day we went biking again and uh, went over to pettinger point pettinger point is located where uh, pacific sands hotel resort is and it was also pouring rain but you know we had a great time uh biking out there and uh, walking through their pathway it's just a beautiful outdoor spot to head out to so uh definitely rent yourself um some bikes if you're if it's maybe not pouring rain but it's a beautiful day out there and or surfboards they've got all sorts of rentals you can get and that is located on the hotel z property so uh I want to tell you a little bit about some upcoming events happening in June. June 3rd is the Tofino Wine and Dine, and June 22nd to 25th is the Tofino Jazz Festival. So watch for that. I want to thank Tourism Tofino for everything they did for us on this trip. It was an incredible time for us on this visit, and they've taken care of most of the things that we did and Hotel Z and, and everything there. Look at TourismTofino.com for everything Tofino when you're heading over there. And lastly... Getting to Tofino Transportation. BC Ferries is the best way to go to get to Vancouver Island from Vancouver if you are driving. If your own car, go BC Ferries. Make an advanced reservation to do this because that is a very busy route uh, when you're heading over there. Um, we, As we discovered, there's now a bus service. They have a couple bus services, but from Nanaimo to Tofino, if you do not have a car, you can walk on BC Ferries and then take the Island Link bus. But I would check that out in advance, islandlinkbus.com. Getting to Tofino. So, my interview with Chef Jeff Keenlisside of Roar Restaurant. I had a chance to interview him and talk about his restaurant, Hotel Z, and and uh, everything he is doing over there in Tofino. So, have a listen to my interview with Chef Jeff Keenlisside, head chef of Roar Restaurant. Talking with Chef Jeff at Roar Tofino. I had a chance to experience your restaurant a couple of weeks ago and live fire cooking. Uh, there aren't that many restaurants in BC that do live fire cooking. So can you give our uh, listeners a little bit of an idea? What does live fire cooking mean? Uh, well, yeah, you're you're right in that there aren't very many places doing it. In fact, this is uh, the first for me um, and uh, it's been an experience, but uh, we literally have a uh, wide open grill with a basin and uh, we fill it with charcoal and uh, fresh cut alder wood uh, to stoke our fires every evening. Um, and it's a massive grill surface uh, above that, which is uh, raised or lowered on a conveyor belt uh, to control the heat. And so uh, we use both the fire uh, directly in the coals for some items and, uh, and grilling on top of the fire uh, for other items as well. Of course, uh, we have other items on the menu. It's not just all on the fire, but uh, that's definitely the showpiece in the restaurant, uh, and it gets the most attention. So, so it it's got to be hot for you and the other chefs standing there right in front of this thing. So, how did you first experience it, having not cooked on the open fire previously? Well, you know, I've 
I've definitely worked in uh, a few kitchens over the years. So I've, I've worked in some very hot kitchens and it's definitely right up there if you're right in front of the fire and it's a busy night, because if it's a busy night, we have to keep the fire uh, that much hotter and going that much longer. Um, and, you know, there's a, there's a really good ventilation system, but if we're not drinking water, uh, we're definitely going to suffer. So there's always water on hand uh, and it's just that end of the kitchen. And, you know, the old saying, you can't take the heat. So so uh, tell me about the oysters, because I'm not a fan of oysters, as I mentioned, usually. However, yours were quite different and it was very, very delicious. So how do you go about uh, making that the oyster dish? Um, yeah, so I love that you asked about the oysters. Uh, the oyster dish is... Uh, special to me for two reasons. Uh, I didn't put it on the menu, but when I first came to Tofino 20 years ago, it was one of my first cooking experiences was cooking those uh, big beach oysters directly on an open fire. Um, and that alone is just a, a great way to cook them. They basically pop when they're, when they're cooked and ready um, and they're cooked in their, own, um, in their own brine. So it's just delicious that way. What we do at Roar is take it one step further on the open fire with a traditional method called flambeau. Uh, and I had never heard of this method before I came here, but it involves a, uh, a small funnel that we keep, a uh, metal funnel that we keep hot in the coals. And after the oyster is uh, finished cooking, we shuck it. We just return it back to the fire uh, on the half shell with some caramelized onions. And then we take that hot funnel and drop some um, seasoned fat directly into it. Um, and it both ignites right away, but what it also does is it uh, melts right away and that uh, finishes the oyster uh, on top by, with the fat oil drizzling right over top of the onions and the oyster. So um, it's quite a unique experience and it's definitely a great way to experience uh, the flavor of a local beach oyster. So one thing I like there that you had, in addition to the oysters, you had these very, very big platters. And I think obviously they're designed for sharing, I suppose, maybe two or three people. Uh, we had the cauliflower and this was like quite something. First of all, it was absolutely huge. We, uh, we were eating other things. We couldn't totally finish it. But I love the idea with the salad on the board, other vegetables. The baba ganoush was delicious. So has that been a hit for you doing these new sharing platters? Oh, I think it's been a huge success for Roar. Um... Uh, it enables maybe a couple or four people to approach something that they maybe couldn't normally approach, like the whole roasted cauliflower or the whole roasted fish that we do in the coals um, or the 34 ounce long bone that we do on the fire as well. So, I mean, we have individual items on the menu if you're there on your own or it doesn't appeal to everybody. But when there's a group of people that are like, yeah, we all want to try that. It's a great opportunity for a share experience. And uh so they get enough vegetables and enough roast potatoes and jus and we carve the meat and finish it with salt and our, our sauces and salad so that everybody's got something to, to share and enjoy. And it's a, a unique experience that way for sure. So are there going to be more sharing types of platters in the future with other kind of proteins? Um, I'm thinking about doing a half chicken share plate. Um, we recently switched from doing a quarter chicken on the menu to a, a island farmhouse chicken breast, which has been a great success. Uh, but in thinking about those people that want to share and, and contemplating uh, if we can figure out a good way to do the half chicken on there and not take up all the grill, then uh, that's something that we're going to explore maybe. But uh, 
the whole local rockfish uh, has been a huge success just because it is a good way to serve that local fish. Um, and we bring them in various sizes. So whether it's two people or four people or six people, we can find a platter for them that fits. Um, and the long bone and the vegetarian, obviously, at the different ends of the spectrum, uh, fill their niche as well. Um, we want to have enough stuff on the menu that we can explore in the kitchen and not have it all taken by those platters. Mm. So I'm trying to strike a balance right now. They're definitely not going away anywhere. I think they're a great way to uh, feature those products for the reasons that I said. Um, but we're going to focus on some individual items just as strongly moving forward. And I noticed on the dessert side of things, we had the cheesecake fight, which was wonderful. I love the whole, yeah. the different, uh, the different takes on the cheesecake and it, and it gives you perhaps if you're sharing with someone, but it gives you a, a chance to try a few different flavors. So are you going to be doing more of that kind of thing? Do you change the flavors as you could do seasonally or how does that work? Well, what we have been doing is we've been changing the, the flavors on those on, uh, on almost a far too often, um, uh, just so that our pastry chef can have some fun and be creative because there's only been the three desserts on the menu. Um, we've recently done some restructuring though in the pastry department and we want to expand on the dessert menu itself. Mm. Um, so we might have less individual uh, items that are made up of flavors that vary from day to day and more of a good focus of some uh, some basic desserts and then be able to do some features on a regular basis uh, given the local seasonal produce that comes in um, which is just starting to come on right now and, and that's a great way to showcase it so um, we definitely want to have some share items for everybody uh, but moving away from uh, little miniature desserts uh, might be the future that we're going I mean, it's raw. It's a, it's a big fire. It's big meals. I think yeah. we should have some big desserts to go with it. So uh, we'll see a little bit of a change up there. But uh, incorporating the uh, daily changes would uh, only reflect whatever uh, produce is necessarily coming in at that time. I really want to highlight that because often the seasons are short. So we want to get the features out um, while they're available and showcase it. And then when the next one comes on, we'll move on to that one. I noticed uh, outside you have some herbs growing. So are you able to use those herbs in your cooking? Or are they more for a showpiece? Uh, absolutely. If we're in a pinch, we'll go out and grab some. Our future goal, though, is we actually have a, a rental accommodation property next door for some of the management uh, with a large uh, yard space. And our goal, uh, whether it will be this year or uh, by early spring next year, is to actually have our own small garden back there. Um, herbs are easy to grow and, and they're a great accent to use and uh, they're great for the bees and ornamental in the garden, but we want to have uh, obviously the volume of roar. We want to be able to grow something of substance that we can uh, really focus and use on the menu. So we're looking at turning a, a small plot of land into a very usable garden for the kitchen. That's, that, that, that's exciting yeah, yeah for sure for yeah. sure for a chef point of view it's exciting absolutely uh, the customer too so uh can you yeah. tell me is there anything to come i mean i was just there kind of the weather was not very good the weekend i was there but of course things have improved and now you're getting to summer and you're getting to summer crowds um anything for else for people to look forward to on your menu in the coming months Absolutely. Um, I'm really going to be expanding on what we do. So um, we've had a, a limited menu over the winter uh, to reflect uh, both the volume and the products that are available. 
but already as we're coming into spring and we've had some uh, very busy nights and the amount of fresh local stuff that's coming in, we need to do more. So I'm going to be looking at um, expanding on the menu. Uh, we're going to see some changes in a couple of the current items that weren't mine and I inherited. And although they're lovely, we need to reflect uh, what I do as a chef and keep the kitchen in, in one direction and in one focus. Uh, we're bringing in more appetizers uh, and I'm going to be bringing in some uh, charcuterie from local producer picnic just up the road. Uh, bringing in some more smaller seafood appetizers like scallops um, and bringing in other uh, meat and vegetarian options uh, for appetizers as well. So uh, a big expansion in both directions in appetizers. As I already mentioned, we're going to be doing a redevelopment in the pastry department and expanding on doing some big, uh, some bigger desserts and focusing on uh, keeping the changes to local daily specials and then um, expanding on the individual entrees that we do. So you're not just focused with having to share a meal, um, but that's not going anywhere because it's obviously embraced by many. So, so I noticed there was a was coffee shop, an adjacent that, coffee shop as well. And I, I actually uh, bought something the next day for breakfast. So are you overseeing that as well, or is it just the restaurant? Well, and, uh, that's a big uh, mention that I, sh I should have brought up already. Um, we are, uh, I have my pastry chef is one of my sous chefs and he'll be taking direction of the products that we produce out of the coffee shop. Our future focus, and in only just a couple of weeks, we're gonna be introducing a, a full breakfast to Roar. So a full sit down breakfast with uh, an egg menu, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So we'll be pulling back less on the hot food that we do at Aurora and focusing more as a coffee shop and the pastries that we can make in house, which uh, uh, Jamie's just fantastic at. And then keeping the expanding on what we do for hot breakfast, but having it the sit down breakfast in Aurora. So that isn't, that isn't sorry, that is another big change that's uh, just down the road. So it's a great idea. I think that's yeah. a really good change. Yeah. I think it'll be great for both locals. Uh, to have some place to go for breakfast and and obviously for the hotel guests to have more than just a, a breakfast sandwich option so yeah we're excited about that okay and then lastly uh you've got some wine I was looking at your wine selection there you've got some bc you've got some french um are you expanding i guess it's um maybe that's under a different role the sommelier role perhaps but are you planning to expand the uh liquor offerings and do any uh wine to uh food pairings down the road um it really does fall under a different department, but even speaking to your last statement, I would love to work closely with the front of house so that I'll possibly on our menus, we have some recommendations. I know the servers are really well, uh, are really knowledgeable. So they're very quick to be able to recommend wines um, that are gonna pair well with the items that are on the menu. Whether we're expanding it or not, I, I can't speak to that. Um, we definitely have a really solid bar program in place. I've been super impressed watching the creativity of the cocktails that these guys do out of the bar back there. Um, yeah, and I look forward to doing some wine pairings with them and hopefully, uh, who knows, down the road, maybe we'll bring in some, some winemakers dinners and, and definitely in, in set dinner formats. I love to work with the front of house and make sure we've got uh, wines paired accordingly for, the, for each course. So. I'm all about that, but I can't speak to the expansion of the wine program, so. Of course, no problem. Yeah. Thank you for that. Thank you for listening to this week's show. Tune into the next episode next week to hear more interviews with chef and cookbook authors, as well as other features. 
Please tell your friends about this podcast and have them subscribe to the Van Foodster Podcast and Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Play, and Amazon Music to hear my weekly show covering the food scene in and outside of Vancouver.